excited to be with you all tonight. And I'm very excited for tonight. I think it's going to be a very uh, practical message as we look at Bible study. And so I want to start off with a question to kind of get us thinking. What is your experience with Bible study? Some of us might be like, I've been studying the Bible my whole life. And some of us might be like, I've never read a chapter before. Um, and so I think there's like a scale where some of us, you know, are like on the extreme, like, like, like I know scripture pretty well. And some of us are like, you know, just starting to get into it and figuring out this whole Jesus thing. And tonight, what I hope for all of us is that it's something practical that we can all apply. It doesn't just belong to one group of people, but it belongs to all of us. And so I want to talk a little bit about Bible study in times that um, it's really kind of been like a, a breakthrough for me, if that makes sense, where like it, I started to get excited about scripture. And, and I think um, there, there are moments where, where we fig- start to, you know, kind of, kind of figure things out, you know, how maybe like on a video game, you finally get past that level and you get excited and you keep going, keep going. Um, and, and in my life, when I, when I think of times where like, I just fell super in love with scripture, um, um, that, that I just wanted to continue learning. Um, the first was when I got into sixth grade, um, my parents kind of saw that I was getting to that age of accountability. And so they began working with me to read a chapter each morning before school in scripture. And so I did that um, through, throughout my middle school and high school years. And that kind of ingrained in me like that discipline to, to read every morning before going to school. And, and I remember even like, like days where that wouldn't necessarily happen. I almost felt naked, like, like something was missing. And in that, like, like I knew instantly, it was like, oh, I didn't read my scripture today. So either in like, you know, first period class, whatever it was, or second period, or some, somewhere throughout the day, oftentimes I would try to either get it in real quick um, or, or, you know, try, try to figure out a time to, to move that in to the day. Um, but then um, another time when, when I think about this of when I really just wanted to, to, you know, really dive deep into scripture and get to know it more was when I became a youth pastor, I realized that, man, there's some books of the Bible that I haven't really looked into, like this Philemon guy and, and uh, you know, Lamentations and, and Ezekiel, like all these different books of the Bible that I hadn't necessarily spent like some good time in. Um, I, I realize I should probably study those since I'm going to be teaching teens how, how to, to, you know, read the Bible or how to, you know, follow Jesus, I should probably know what this book says deeper. And so as I, you know, got into this, I started discovering these different resources such as Blue Letter Bible and Bible Project online that were these helpful tools that like expanded my knowledge of scripture so much that it, it, it's exciting even to this day because I'm still able to learn a lot. That's the cool thing about scripture is we never arrive. There's always something to learn. There's always something that we can get 
with fresh eyes. There, there's been verses that, um, you know, I've read a thousand times that I had never, like, realized, oh, this is what this says. Like, this past week, I was in 2 Timothy um, chapter 1, and in the last three verses, they talk about this guy named Onesiphorus, and I had really never paid attention to him, but because I was on those three verses that day, I got to read about this guy that I had really not paid attention to, and he's this super cool guy that, like, really cared about Paul when he was in prison, wasn't ashamed to go visit him, and, and continued to proclaim the name of Jesus even while Paul was in prison. And so as we study scripture, um, we always get fresh eyes on it. You, you never arrive. And so today we're going to be looking at um, a resource that Trevor actually had <laughs> introduced me to um, called the Word Hand that can be found on the Navigator's ministry uh, website, which is a really good resource. I think it's navigators.com or, or .org, one of those, um, you know, dot things. Um, got a ton of resources that you can use. Uh, but I want to start by diving into 2 Timothy 3 today. Starting in verse 14, we're going to look at the first or, or four verses, 14 through 17, um, to kind of get us thinking and get us started. And I think this is a scripture a lot of us know um, because it's taught a lot on, on getting to know scripture. And if you have the YouVersion Bible app, um, you can go to the events tab and, uh, you know, we have all the notes and all the scriptures that will be in if that will be easier for you. So we're going to start off in 2 Timothy 3, 14 through 17. But you must remain faithful to the things you've been taught. You, you know they are true, for you know you can trust those who taught you. You have been taught the holy scriptures from childhood, and they have given you the wisdom to receive the salvation that comes by trusting in Christ Jesus. All scripture is inspired by God and is useful to teach us what is true and to make us realize what is wrong in our lives. It corrects us when we are wrong and teaches us to do what is right. God uses it to prepare and equip his people to do every good work. Bible study grows our hearts for the one who loves us and came for us. And, and my question is like, why not Bible study, right? Because in, in Bible study, we get to know the father that wants to know us as friend. And so I want to, I want to look at this word hand tonight. If you're taking notes, uh, you can, you can either put at the top the word hand, or you can just draw a hand um, to, to make it easier, because each finger is, is a type of Bible study. And so the, the pinky, I think we have a graphic, yeah. I'm not sure if you can necessarily see that. Um, maybe Homestead people can, because the screen's a little bit bigger. But the, the pinky finger um, is, is here, uh, hear God's word. Ring finger is reading God's word. The middle finger is studying God's word, and the index finger, memorize God's word, and then the thumb is to meditate God's word. And so let, let's take a look. Uh, we're going to break each of these down, and so we'll start with the pinky and hearing God's word. So the pinky is obviously the weak, weakest, weakest, weakest finger. Um, it's too close to, to pinky. We, weakest finger, and, and the reason 
uh, hearing coincides with the pinky is because we only retain 5% of what we hear. And so since that's true, if we're only hearing God's word to bring us closer to Jesus, then we're missing the other 95%, right? That's a lot of, of, of gap missing, right? Like last time I checked, 5% is not a good grade on a test. And so um, hearing, I like to think of it as a way to propel us to diving deeper into God's word. So what we hear now is a good thing for us to, to hear and we can go out for, you know, the next few days until Sunday or, or throughout the week and to be able to, to look into these topics that we hear about, to go deeper. Hearing God's word obviously often comes from fresh insight from, from either pastors, teachers, mentors, friends, you name it. They pro pro provide scriptural teaching on subjects that they're convicted to teach. And, and honestly, like hearing uh, is good for new believers so that they can, you know, be able to be taught by someone who's, who's maybe more well advanced in their faith so that they can explain things, you know, theologically. They can explain things about Jesus if they don't know who Jesus is. Um, you know, if, if maybe you, you are well along your faith, maybe you have someone who's even more mature that can do, you know, deeper topics with you even that you can listen to and hear what they have to say and teach you so that you can go deeper and learn about God's word. And so this is what Paul writes in Romans um, that, that I think is important when it comes to hearing. Romans 10, 17. So faith comes from hearing, that is, hearing the good news about Christ. Now let me tell you, I've, I've had some life-changing sermons that I've heard in my life. Sermons that left me, you know, tears and, and, and even sobbing like a baby. And oftentimes, sermons have, have been able to propel me, uh, uh, you know, further into my life of Jesus as I, you know, kind of evaluate afterwards, like, what's going on in my life? Like, why, why is this not going well in my life? Why, why do I need to, you know, continue to look into this deeper? And so, and as we, you know, learn to hear God's word, we need to meditate on it in prayer so that we learn how we can apply it to our life. Hearing co coincides with the pinky because it's the weakest finger and we retain 5% of we hear. But often, as I said and continue to repeat about this, it propels us to a deeper study. So getting into the ring finger, it's reading God's word. David in Psalm 119, which if you know anything about Psalm 119, longest uh, chapter in scripture, well over 100 verses. So um, Psalm 119, 105 writes, your word is a lamp to guide my feet and a light for my path. Reading the story of God allows us to learn and find out how God is a lamp to our feet and how he lights up our path. Reading scripture should be both refreshing and challenging to us. And let me tell you, one of my favorite things in the morning is, is getting to spend time with God and his word, just, just reading it, getting to know the story further. And, and what my challenge would be, and this is going to be a hard challenge probably for most of us, is to wake up early and read the Bible in the morning. 
I know some of us are like, I'm a night person, man. That, that does not work well when I have an 8 a.m. And I, I, I wake up at 7.50, roll over, log on to Zoom, turn my camera off, and then just go back to sleep, right? <laughs> but I'm telling you, the coolest thing about that, getting to wake up early and reading God's word, is you get to start your day with Jesus. You get to start it with the Father who saved you from your sin, who loves you and calls you friend, who adopted you into his family before you were even thought of by your parents. So how cool is it that, one, we have this, but we get to spend time with him every day. And so more and more, as I walk this life with Jesus, I get excited to spend time with him in the mornings, to start my day with him, to continue to, uh, you know, just feed into that friendship. Like, how cool would it be if you could just start your day with your best friend? And then, you know, maybe at the end of the day, like, you, you, you know, you pray and, and, you know, you get to spend time as well with God in the evening. But I think as we read God's word, one of, one of the best things we can do is, is read in the morning before we get the day started. Because as, as I've even done before, um, thinking, oh, I'll read, you know, I'll read when I go to bed and, and go, you know, go to sleep afterwards. Um, <laughs> Well, if you go to bed at 2 a.m., the last thing you're going to feel like doing is reading the scriptures, right? Um, but I remember when, when you know, you know, thinking, oh, I'll, you know, I'll try to read at night, try to switch up the schedule of doing it. And maybe one out of seven days, I would do it. And if, if you're, <laughs> you're into percentages, and that, that's like a 142 batting average in baseball which is lower than, than the Mendoza line, which if you're a baseball fan um, is, is 200, uh, 200 batting average, which is a reference to this guy named Mario Mende- Mendoza who like played an insane amount of years in baseball, but had like a 200 batting average, which, which in baseball is not very good. And so 142 is terrible. But when I began being serious about reading scripture, and pursued reading in mornings, my life changed. I looked forward to getting to spend time with God every morning, and I still do. The reason we read scripture is that it allows us to get to know the Father further. We get to see this whole story of God come together. Now, the reason why, though, the reading is the ring finger is because we retain 15% of what we read. And so the next thing we look at comes from reading is going into study. So the middle finger is studying God's word. So if someone cuts you off every time you want to call them number one, you can remember, oh, study God's word, right? So in case, you know, you you didn't get that, it's like reading through the lines, um, you know, study God's word 
is, is that. So every time you try to do that, you can remember, study God's word. Um, but studying God's word deepens our convictions. It requires more time, but helps us grow deeper into our Bible knowledge. And there are a ton of ways and resources out there that we, as followers of Jesus, have been blessed with to be able to deepen our faith with God. Um, I have a few recommendations. I, I, think, I think they're on there, but I can't remember. Okay, cool. Yeah. So the first, first thing that we can do to study God's word that I think is helpful is, is, is to get a study Bible. And, and a study Bible, the, the cool thing about them is often they have notes at the bottom. So like confusing verses that, that leave you like questioning, like, like what, what, what is being said here? Or like, why would this prophet say that? Or what was Jesus referencing to, to that scripture? Um, you know, we can look at those notes and oftentimes there, there are references that like allow us to learn to, to you know, get the, the bearings of, of what's being said um, to be able to, to know so we're, we're not left in, in confusion. Um, another tool is commentaries. And, and there are gobs and gobs of commentaries. Probably about every version of the Bible, you know, has their own ver uh, commentary. But if you want to learn about a certain book of the, the Bible, go to Amazon, type that book in, um, like, like uh, uh, James, because we're in pervasive faith, James on Sundays, James commentary. Um, and, and you'll find several. Um, there, there's several I can suggest, like, like the, the uh, NIV application commentary, uh, there's Christ-centered exposition, Tyndale, and a whole lot more um, that, that you can, you know, look into and get. And, and oftentimes these, these uh, commentaries, they, they, you know, go deep into to the different scriptures and then also give like, you know, historical backgrounds and like culture references and, and ways you can relate the scripture to your own life. So, so they're good resources to be able to go, go deep as well. And then websites, like, man, there's so many good websites out there, like the navigators with, with the word hand and different discipleship resources. There's, you know, Bible projects, as I referenced as well, give all their, their resources away for free. Um, there's, there's different churches out there that, you know, have obviously their websites and then like podcasts out there that you can learn from and, and dive deep into. Um, but there are so many resources online that we can use to our advantage. And I know this sounds goofy, but one of my favorites is Google. <laughs> Google what you want to learn about and then find like a trusted and reliable website that you can learn from. And, and that'll, that'll help as well. And then find a way to examine scripture deeper yourself. You'll hear us say, you know, a lot of, of either like inductive study or, or, or SOAP method a lot. And they're basically, they're, they're, they're very similar SOAP method is like an, I guess you'd say like a, a way to remember inductive study a little bit better, um, which SOAP stands for scripture, observation, application, and then prayer. These are just, you know, some, some ways to dive deeper into scripture for yourself. So like, you know, if you say, for example, Genesis 1, 1 through 5, do, do that, the SOAP method with that. And, and it helps you to dive deeper into those verses, um, a way to observe what's going on and, and, and even like praying through it. 
So when we study, though, um, we retain 35% of what we study. And so this is what we read in the book of Acts, though, when it comes to, to, to studying scripture. The people of Berea were open-minded than those in Thessalonica, and they listened eagerly to Paul's message. They searched the scriptures day after day to see if Paul and Silas were teaching, uh, teaching the truth. And that's it, Acts 17.11. We discover the truth when we study it. And then the index finger, which is the strongest finger, is memorize God's word. And so some of us are like, I, I, I cannot do that. I am terrible with memorizing God's word. And my suggestion is maybe, you know, the reason why you feel that way is maybe you haven't found the best way for you to memorize it. There, there's several ways that, that you, can, you can memorize scripture. And, and I think, you know, um, in my life, when I really um, have, have, you know, gotten to know scripture the most, to, to memorize is, is writing it down. You know, if you write it down five times, you know, you, you continue to, to retain it more because you're reading it as you write it. And then you're doing that several times. It, you know, as you're doing it, it becomes, you know, a habit to memorize what you're writing. Um, you know, you can put it on a note card. You can download an app called Verses where it, um, you know, you have little games that you can even play with it to, to help you memorize the verse you're looking at. Um, and, and the reason why it's important for us to, to know scripture like that, to memorize it, is because if we retain 100% of what we memorize it, and, and, and as we continue to review it too, that's the thing. We can't just memorize it once and then expect five years later to remember it. We have to continue to review it. But if we do that, we retain 100% of what we memorize. And I had a, a, a mentor of mine who had actually memorized the whole book of James. And to me, that was just amazing. Like, man, you, you memorize the whole book of the Bible. Like, that's, that's pretty impressive. And like asking him why, uh, the first, first thing he said was like, if I get sent to jail, um, then, then like, I'll have the Bible with me. And, and like, I, at first I was thinking like, you would never go to jail because you're such a good guy. <laughs> But like in, in some ways, you know, that, that's true, right? And, and in the church in China, there, there are pastors uh, who, who get persecuted and even jailed and people will deliver them Bibles. And, and if, you know, the, they get by, like the guards that are there, if they find that they have the Bible, then they'll confiscate it, they'll punish them. But oftentimes what they'll do is they'll memorize um, as much of it they, as they can so that they can teach from it. And what's crazy to me is, is I was watching a video one time and it really broke my heart. The average American home has two Bibles and we don't even read it. But these pastors in China are memorizing multiple books so that they can literally have the Bible up here and in here at all times. And so to me, that was challenging. And I know for me, I want to memorize more of Scripture so that I can be ready 
to teach, whether I have a Bible on me or not, and, and can say, you know, the exact scripture of what, it, what it's saying. And so Deuteronomy 11, 18 says this, commit yourselves wholeheartedly to these words of mine, tie them to your hands and wear them on your forehead as reminders. If we commit ourselves to scripture, we can be ready when the time arises to be able to share our faith with our friends. If we're in a place where we don't have a Bible, that means we have a Bible with us because we've memorized it. You know, probably not going to memorize all, you know, tens of thousands of verses that are in there. But you can remember basic verses that help you to understand Scripture as a whole. So we, we retain 100% what we memorize as long as we review it. And the thumb, meditate God's word. And so th this last way of studying God's word is the thumb, because you can easily touch all the other fingers with your thumb, right? Unless you have like, you know, some nerve damage and like, you can only like kind of barely squeeze your hand, but you should be able to, you know, reach all four fingers real easily. And so meditating comes from each of these ways of studying. When we think and meditate on God's word, we discover further the transforming power he has in our lives. In Joshua 1.8, God, God tells Joshua these words. I, I think they're, they're pretty truthful for us as well. Study this book of instruction continually. Meditate on it day and night so you will be sure to obey everything written in it. Only then will you prosper and succeed in all you do. When we meditate on God's word, it changes us for the better. We become more and more like the creation he made us to be. It leads us to loving him more, and it leads us to loving others more. And so I think I have another graphic on here as like a little review. And so that 45%, you, you know that, uh, what, what is it? Like they make up 85% of statistics, that joke. I accidentally messed up and that 45% is supposed to be 35%. But when I realized it, um, it was too late. Anyways, so that 45% is actually 35%. Um, but just, just a little review. The pinky is here, God's word, which is five, you know, we retain 5%. Ring finger is read God's word, and we retain 15% of what we read. Middle finger is study God's word, and we retain 35% of what we study. And then the index finger is memorize God's word, because it's the strongest of the fingers, and we retain 100% of what we memorize as long as we review it. And then the thumb bleeds into all of that. And so as we, we go today, my encouragement to, for you is to know that you can do all these things. You can do them. doesn't matter who you are, where you're at on the scale. You can do them. If you're, you know, maybe new to faith, you're trying to figure out where, where to start, start in one of the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, or John. And, and take yourself on a discovery of Jesus and, and, and his, his gospel story. 
the story of his love that saved you. The story of Jesus who calls you friend and family. And as you continue to study, you're going to fall more and more in love with Jesus. And that's going to overflow into others as well. So would you pray with me? God, I thank you so much for who you are. Thank you, God, for your word. Your word that you allow us to study to get to know who you are. Your scripture that speaks to us and challenges us. And I just pray, God, that we would take what we've learned today and be able to, to, to um, maybe apply some principles or disciplines to our life to help us to study your word more and more every day. Um, I thank you, Jesus, for, for your amazing resources like the Navigators and, and, and providing this, this word hand to make it easier for us to, to have ways to remember how to study the Bible. And so I just thank you for, for being who you are, God, and for, for loving us as we are, and that you forgive us when we fall. And I pray, Jesus, that we would uh, more and more take time to just study your word and learn about the story um, you're telling even in our lives. It's in your name we pray. Amen.